Welcome to the I Am Moving Through It podcast. I am your guide, Joanna Sanchez, a loud and proud dancing queen, spiritual junkie, and life and embodiment coach. My purpose here is to teach you how to do the inner work and explore the depths of your beautiful body, which is where your soul resides and where all your answers live. No matter what challenge you may face on your healing journey, the words, I am moving through it, are here to remind you that you are overcoming every obstacle day by day and moving forward towards becoming who you came here to be. May each episode on this podcast serve as an activation within you that helps you grow, heal, and transform into the beautiful being that you are. So go ahead, grab some cacao, get cozy, and let's vibe. I love you so, so much, and I'm so grateful to have you here. Welcome, welcome back to the I'm Moving Through It podcast. Today, I have an amazing soul here. Her name is Alicia. She was actually one of my clients for four months. We went deep into some really deep, powerful embodiment practices and embodiment sessions. And her story is actually really powerful. The type of transformation that she had in four months of us coaching together was really, really, really powerful. And we want to bring some of that to you today. We want to share all of the transformations that she's had, all the realizations, all the awareness that she's had, because we want to show you that there is a way out there for you to also come home to yourself in the way that Alicia did. So hello, Alicia. How you doing? (laughs) Great. (laughs) So Alicia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just a couple fun facts. I'm 34. I am in healthcare. I'm a nurse practitioner, worked my way up as a nurse in healthcare. I've changed so much since meeting you and starting with you. So um, I guess a really fun fact right now is just that I'm going into a deep introspective period of just refining myself because I feel like the parts before, like if you were to ask me that question, question, like it's so different now, you know, like that narrative has changed so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm still finding those parts about me, if that makes sense. I really had a good relationship with my therapist. It wasn't anything about her. I just knew I needed something else. I didn't know what it was. I felt stuck in my career where I lived. I, my, I was aware of like mentally being stuck in old patterns and being like aware because you know, you're in therapy and you talk about it. And it's like, why can't I move past it? Constantly emotionally drained, just tapped out at the end of the day with work and the stress, just everything. And just honestly, I would, I would really say it was such 
and I worked through this with you, like having a very victim mentality. Mm. What did that look like for you having a victim mentality? What were the things that you were to experience with that mentality? Just always asking like why it's happening to me and not making the changes that I needed to make. And I know that sounds pretty like a simple explanation, but I was, I was so stuck in that narrative, like, and I didn't know how to get out of it. I feel like so many women struggle with the victim mentality because of how we grow up in society. Like everything is happening to us, not for us. Like we were never taught that life is actually working for us. And when we shift into that perspective, there's so much power in that because you're no longer seeing life as like, oh, this happened to me and poor me or why did this happen with this person? F that person. And like just being separated from the the truth, separated from the magic that exists when you see life as opportunities all around, even if they feel shitty, you know, seeing yeah. even the shitty opportunities as like, this is, this is something that's going to propel me forward, you know? Yeah. I think also like, and my experience with counseling, I, it was during COVID I was in school. I guess I had blacked out trauma from my childhood. Once I uncovered it, I just stayed in that, like, I couldn't let it go. It was like my narrative. It was that victim narrative. And like, Mm. she was so amazing to like, bring that out of me. I'm so glad I uncovered it. But like, I didn't know how to let it go. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you know, I'm spiritual. So I, I would constantly like talk to my guides and pray. I'm like, how can I move past this? I knew it was, I was just so stuck. And I knew that's why I was stuck. Mm. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, there's nothing wrong with talk therapy. Like talk therapy is amazing, Mm -hmm. but I feel like what I've noticed in my years of coaching and with my own experience with therapy as well, is that it is a lot about that awareness. And when you have that much awareness, which is the first step, right? Like that's so necessary, so necessary. But when you have that awareness, it can be so easy to fall fall back into like victim mentality, like you said, especially mm-hmm. if that's been your program your whole life and no one has taught you differently, right? If, if you feel powerless, you're going to give your power away even to the things that you're aware of, right? Even yeah. becoming aware of your childhood trauma. And now it's like, oh, now I know this about myself. Well, this is why I act the way that I do. This is why I behave this way. This is why I do this. And that's cool to know why you do it. But we got to we got to take action to shift from that paradigm. We got to shift from that story. We got to shift from that mentality. My counselor did offer like a sand therapy to release the trauma. It was like her own thing, but we never did it. And I never felt safe or called to do it. Mm. Um, Mainly for me. And I'm sure a lot of females struggle with this. Like, like when I was in sessions in person, I was just worried that the person after me could hear me crying or mm. hear what I'm saying. And like, it was so secretive that I didn't want them listening, you know? So like, I didn't get far in person with her and it took me a while to like warm up with her, you know, like counseling is a form of healthcare in our world. And, you know, I know they need to be sensitive and I think I needed someone to just push me a little bit more. And I wasn't getting that either. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, I want to touch base on that part of what you said of like going somewhere else where you don't feel safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
being in a room where it's not really your room and you're just you're you're just in a in a very foreign environment and I feel like that does create lack of safety in the body and when you don't feel safe in the body there's only so much depth that you can reach within yourself right in those situations which is why I feel like this is a positive of the online space, right? There's so much talk about how negative the online space is and all this stuff. But when we're doing this deeper work, at least as you're getting warmed up with somebody, it's so important to be safe, to feel safe. So that's the beauty of this is that you had you were at your home. You were in your own home. You know what was around. You knew that if there was something that was too much or too overwhelming, that you were in a safe place to be able to overcome that. Nobody was listening to you. You can set up the space to be distraction-free, which I feel like it's a really, really, really powerful aspect of doing this type of like inner work and healing in the online space. Yeah, and you don't have to drive home in traffic and cry from your <laughs> session. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just can be compressed in the room that you feel safe with your dog or whatever makes you feel comfortable after. Where do you feel like you were career-wise before starting versus where you're at now? It's funny because I remember our last session, you showed me how angry I was. Um, (laughs) I was fucking angry. (laughs) I was so angry. And I, I think I was like, if I look back at it now, I just think I was mad that I allowed myself to even stay and take the shit I didn't want to take. Why do you feel like you stayed there for that long? Why do you feel like you did take the shit? Definitely society construct in my field. Like it's very dog eat dog. You need so much experience to get to the next place. Like even with nursing, I took a terrible first hospital job because the better hospitals wanted experienced nurses. And it's the same with nurse practitioner. Like it was so hard to find a job that I thought I would like as my first experience, you know? So I kept telling myself I can make it six months. I can. And it was, I like, I I can't even, it's so crazy to see where I'm at now. Like there's no anger, you know, like it's crazy to what we watch the videos and you show me like the anger I felt. And it was just from that job, you know, like obviously other things in life, but like it was draining. Yeah. What do you feel like was the aha moment for you that really shifted you and wanting to make a change with that? What did you realize about yourself? I knew I was, I just was trying to wait it out because I knew something was better on the other side. It was learning to trust my intuition and have faith that just a few more weeks, you know, like just getting through everything I can do it. But I was just stuck in that victim mentality instead of like, enjoying the process with my patients and the learning experience I could have pulled out of it. Cause I was so stuck at being angry at the executive director and I made it worse than it needed to be. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel like being in a draining job did for you in your life? How did it affect your life, your daily life when you were in that job? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gained, so in the six months I was there, I had gained like 30 pounds and I was already always trying to lose weight, you know, like all my whole life. Right. And I just like emotionally ate. I didn't care. I didn't care what I was fueling myself with. Like it was such a connection with emotional eating and the only way to cope. And, um, I am sober. So 
I didn't want, you know, I haven't drank in two years and I didn't want to go back to that. So I would just eat shit. So where do you feel like you are now compared to where you were with your career? Like what changes have you noticed since you've shifted your career? And also talk a little bit about what you did to leave that job and to be in a job that you are now. When I was like looking for jobs, going on interviews, I was honestly, I learned from you about like resistance with the universe. So I was pushing really hard. I was pushing myself really hard. I was going interviews. I think you can remember like almost every week exhausting myself. Cause I was just like, there's something better. There's something better. There's something better. And I took, I took a job in Tampa at the time, um, that I wasn't a hundred percent with. I was like, getting resistance from the process moving forward with credentialing and everything. And I didn't understand why it was taking so long again, victim, victim, what's going on. Like, I just couldn't, I had no ability to rely on faith. Like there, like you hear that word all the time. And like, I just was like, I had none, you know, I was just like, why isn't it working for me? What's going on? And I was pushing, pushing, pushing. I randomly applied the job I'm at now it was just random I was like let me try this it was what I wanted to do like it was in palliative care in a hospital and I was like I just didn't think I had a shot you know I was like you know what this looks cool and I just randomly applied they called me um it was in the state I wanted to move because I was looking in Tennessee but I really wanted to I deep down knew I wanted to live in North Carolina the whole narrative of moving to Tennessee was because I knew my boyfriend wanted to go to Tennessee over, Ooh. you know, but that wasn't what I wanted. Yes. I was doing what he wanted. Another thing I was a pro at was needing external validation to make decisions. <laughs> so I kept trying to ask everyone, everyone. And I had another, I had like three opportunities thrown at me and I had to make a decision. And one was like a holistic nurse practitioner, which is like, would have been a dream, but the doctor was an ass. Um, the job I was like going through and then this random job in North Carolina in the mountains where I wanted to live. Um, everyone was so nice in the interview, following up with me, very professional, just something you don't see a lot in healthcare in Florida, honestly. And I just was like, I'm done asking everyone. I'm just going to do what I want, you know? And I, in the back of my head too, I was like, I don't know if my boyfriend's going to want to move to North Carolina. I don't know. Cause he was like really set on Tennessee for his own reasons. And I just, I had to make the decision. I was like, if I don't do this, it would have always been like the, what if I would have always been like, what if I took it? What if I took it? Once I made that decision, I also had to go through a layer of where I had to cancel the current job that I had took. <laughs> and that was like really scary for me because I just felt bad. And that was also like, why, why would I feel bad when I'm doing something for me? You know, like there's just so much layers of people pleasing that came to my awareness. Like at this time I was working with you and just realizing I was like never making decisions for me. It was for everyone else. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. I feel like a lot of women can really relate to that where it's like they feel this calling within, which you did. You've been feeling the calling to move to the mountains for so long. Mm-hmm. And so many people, so many women just 
well, what is this person going to think? What is that person going to think? What is my partner going to think? What do I need to do for the kids? What do I need to do for this? What do I need to do for that? And then they're not listening to their intuition. When in reality, that intuitive nudge is actually what's going to serve everybody, which you can attest to because you both moved to the mountains, even though he wanted to move to Tennessee, right? You both moved to the mountains and now you both are enjoying life tremendously, you know, enjoying all of it, right? So imagine if you would have listened to your calling and your intuition, but you wouldn't have done the deeper work to realize how much you were people pleasing and you would have just let that stop you. You would have let the fear and the people pleasing and the sacrifices that you had to make, which was very courageous of you to need to set boundaries at work and set boundaries with that new place that you got hired at and tell them, "Mm, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. Right. Imagine if you would have just stayed in your comfort zone. Imagine if you wouldn't have done the deeper embodiment work to realize like, oh, wait, no, this is not what's going to happen here. Like, this is not my truth. You know, is that powerful? Right. And like this, I had so much, I'm just thinking back on it, like having so much fear of quitting the job I was in, mm. scared of their, re- like, and if you think about it, I was like really scared of their re- reality, reality, <laughs> I can't say it, but um, retaliation. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but like, that was such a narrative of my whole life. It wasn't just the job. Granted, they were like chaotic and didn't have their shit together, but that I was walking on eggshells with friendships, relationships, because I just was scared of retali- retaliation from my child, like that I experienced in my childhood. Mm. And it was such a, a deeper layer that you and I went through. Everything I did with you in four months, like I can't imagine how long it would have taken in like counseling. I just can't even imagine mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I really love that you touch on that point because it's very, it's so important to understand that like this type of healing, like this type of work here is like a fast track in a way. And that's why I found it so freaking powerful because I was like, okay, I've been doing the talk therapy for two years and we even did like hypnotherapy and like we went deeper into like the subconscious. And I was like, I've been doing this for two years, but why do I still feel like something is missing here? Why do I still feel like there's this void? Why do I feel like I'm not moving forward? You know, and that's where that's what's so important. That's what makes the difference between like therapy and the typical like life coaching. And in this realm, embodiment coaching is like what we said, therapy is awareness and like understanding, but then we need to take action. And that's what we did through our sessions is no matter what we tapped into and what we healed, there was always action right after. Because you can't just be aware and do the healing. And that's where people fall into a healing trap too, where they can get too stuck in their shadows and they're not Mm -hmm. moving forward because they're not taking action with the awareness that they have. And it's so important to have to take action with the awareness that you have, you know? That is such a good way to put it because like now I just see it in everyone, you know, (laughs) like especially people who just are in counseling and just, and they are stuck. They're stuck. That's such a, a great way to put it. Like, they can't move forward. And I just feel like I try to kind of, it's so hard to describe like what I did with you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> to people, like I, they, they'll just kind of look like dumbfounded, you know? Yeah, it's- it is. I know it, it's such an experience. I was having conversations um, at volleyball recently with one of these, these guys. And he was asking me like, what do I do? And I was explaining to him and he was like, I don't understand what any of those words mean. Right. And- and it's because you're you're literally talking a different language. It's mm-hmm. like a completely different language when you start getting into this deeper work. 
And it made me realize like, wow, we really need to spread more of this in a way that's digestible, which is why I'm so grateful that we're doing this podcast today, because we need to spread this in a way that's digestible for people. And everything that you're talking about right now is so digestible because what you're expressing is you had a shitty job. You realized all of the things that were limiting you from stepping outside of that job. You then decided to take action, which meant you had to be courageous enough to push past all the fears that came up with needing to take that action and what people were going to think and what your job was going to think and your partner was going to think. And you still followed the calling of your intuition. And now you're here where you're at right now. Right. So it's still it's still even though it's hard to express, I feel like you're doing a really good job at showing the process and what it took to be where you're at now. I will say like having you in that experience was just necessary because like I had to give my boyfriend like free will, you know, like I had to get to a point where I'm like, he might not want to leave Florida, all his family is here. And I have to allow him that choice, you know? And like, it would have just been really hard to do alone. I mean, granted he came, but I, I, I had to have that conversation with him. Like, Hey, I completely understand if you need to stay here, you're not interested in going. And I feel like that was really hard for me to do, but like, I was like, I have to put myself first. And if that doesn't align with putting yourself first, like I understand, you know, like you had to, I had to be willing to risk a lot, you know, (laughs) so I was like, I just always knew I could be compressed with you or you, you provide a lot of strength. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, even though like having me there to provide the strength, there was so much of you, you know, that, that did this. All I did was guide you deeper to your truths. Yeah. That's all I did was guide (laughs) you deep into your truths. And from that place, holding you accountable to, to take the action that you took. So yes, I was here to hold that container, but you did a lot of the work and that's the power of embodiment is showing you how powerful you truly fucking are. All you need is just a little bit of guidance sometimes, you know? I think too, because you've done so much embodiment work, you have learned so much how to create safety in your body. And like, you really exude that because it's like, I could see a point where I could feel safe in my body, but like just tapping into yours while like having you, like you really provide that to your clients. And like, I don't think I could have done it with anyone else. I, I felt comfortable with you, like from the start, even when I first saw you in person and never met you. (laughs) yeah we go way back (laughs) so what do you feel like made you say yes to doing the embodiment work and and this experience with me so I mean again I've been following you for a while um just watching you grow and change from you know gym to feminine masculine I honestly I I really like I'm aware of like the verbiage that you use but I never understood it you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I thought I possibly could understand it but I didn't and sometimes I had no idea what you were talking about so I totally get like where people might watch your content and be like what you know <laughs> and like but I just was so drawn to you and at the time I was part-time not I was making less than I've ever made like as a nurse and um, you were, I, I had like a little wish list for when I had a full-time nurse practitioner job and you're, you were on it. Like I knew I was going to work with you in some capacity, but you had like reached out to me and I, I would say I am kind of like, I'm shy if I don't know you, you know, like this is 
just doing this is pretty big for me. So I know I'm um, proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But you had like reached out just like, Hey, I see like the content. Um, I'm just wondering like, what, what more would you like to see? Like, it was just like a casual, like, what are your interests? Right. And at this time I was so stuck and I was like, what do I do? What I was going to try to find a different therapist. Like I was literally trying to find something and you had reached out and you know, I'm like huge into angel numbers and everything you had sent the, I always asked my angels. I'm like, Hey, if I'm going down the right path, send me chronological numbers. And you texted that to me at like 1234. So one, two, three, four. And I kept seeing like one, two, three, like the whole week leading up. And you sent it at that time. And I was just like, Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta take the risk, you know? And like, I didn't have the money. Like, honestly I didn't. And I was just like, but it was like, I could make it work, you know, if I really move things around and stuff. And I just felt so called to work. Like we had our little, what do you do in the beginning? What is it? Like just a, like a discovery call, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like immediately safe with you. Like I felt like I could just talk to you and I was just getting so many signs. And like, I think one of the biggest things too, was like, you exude such high vibrations and I could feel it even through zoom and I'm constantly around negative. Like I didn't realize how many friends I had that were just on low vibrations after just having one conversation with you. And like, I know I'm empathic. So like I absorb so much and like what I was absorbing from you just on a discovery call. Um, it was like, I always call you like my little drug, you know, like, cause yeah. it was like such a pick me up. I would, I would get off our call or talking to you. And I just felt like high on life. It was so crazy. And I was like, I need more. I need more of that. That's yeah. what I need, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yay. Thank you for sharing that. And I really want to touch base on that because whether it's for the listener, whether it's with me as their mentor or their coach or anybody else, it is so important to find somebody that you really resonate with. And you really like somebody that can take you to that next level, somebody that can bring you outside of the low vibrations that you've been used to, right. With like your friends, your surroundings, the foods that you're eating, everything. And somebody that could take you up in frequencies, somebody that can see your potential and can bring you up and can share that energy And there's so much power in what you said, because there's this quote, and I'm sure you've heard about it, but it talks about like, as you let your own light shine, you, you unconsciously give people permission to shine their light. Mm -hmm. And because I've done so much work on myself and you came into my energy field, I'm letting you by just being in my presence, become your own powerful light. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that you're becoming your powerful light guess what you're doing for other people in your presence? They feel good around you. What is that going to motivate them to do? What is that going to inspire them to do? And I feel like that is one of the main reasons why we do this type of work. We want to make the world a better place, right? We all want to live in a world that's full of joy and happiness and bliss and abundance. And of course, we're going to have those lower vibrational emotions come up to alchemize them, to turn them into positive emotions, right? To turn them into positive vibrations. And by us doing this deeper work, we get to make the world a better place. We get to cause ripple effects. We get to show people that there is a whole new reality. And that's something else that I want to talk about with you is like, 
what reality have you been able to create for yourself now since you became aware, since you learned the skill of embodiment, and since you've done this transformation for four months? I feel like it's still just been like a cascading event of awareness. I, but it's different. It's not overwhelming like it was after counseling. I'm able to like sit with the awareness now and see like, where is it coming from? Why, you know, like I'm letting myself feel instead of suppress. I'm not brushing things under the rug. I am super, super honest. The one thing I've really like come to love about myself with this is like how honest I've been with my boyfriend and it's deep stuff. Like I talk about my dreams because I know my subconscious is trying to work through something. And even if it's not something that's going to make him happy, you know, it's, it's, but I'm like, why am I working through this? And the more I talk it out with him, like I'm realizing where it stems from. And I'm like, even if it's, I'm ugly crying in front of him and trying to like, let this out. Like I'm, I'm not holding things in anymore. It's, it's really been insane. Like just to think about everything still. When I think about our little celebration call, I'm just like, it's, it blows me away. (laughs) (laughs) What does your daily life look like now compared to where it was before? Well, I I really like the job I'm at. I mean, it's still working in like the real world. You know, I can't, I still have to show up and, but I have much more respect. Like I, I, was so happy that I listened to my intuition here. I didn't listen to anyone being like, oh, you should stay and save some money before you move, you know, like, cause I had a lot of that in the background. And I really, this move was like such a leap of faith and everything worked out. I was worried about money. Everything just worked out. Like, and it was like, I learned a lot about my relationship with money working with you. How so? Oh God, that was like, that is a whole relationship in its own. That is a whole deep dive. That's its own podcast. (laughs) I, there's such a fear of like, just, you see the numbers, you know? So you're like, I can only do this, this, and this. And we limit ourselves. It was like a relationship with a person. Like I had to learn to have faith, like in all of it. I would say now, like I Every decision I make, even if I'm like, hey, should I go to the grocery store at 9 a.m. or, or 9 p.m.? I'm asking my intuition. Like I have such a grown relationship with my intuition. And I wanted that so badly for so long. Like, because I know it's like a piece of God guiding us, you know? Mm-hmm. And why don't we listen to it? Why are we so pulled away from it? Why does society push us away? I have hard conversations in palliative care. So I'm always asked, like using my intuition of where to go next and everything. It's like such a part of my daily life, truly. (laughs) Mm, It's so beautiful. And it, and you even like accepting or like wanting to do this transformational experience with embodiment, even when you first started doing that, like you listen to your intuition you listen to your body you listen to the signs you listen to the messages because you felt a pull towards this type of coaching you felt a pull towards this type of transformation and experience for yourself yeah and that's the thing that like a lot of people don't push past like you said mm-hmm. it you're like I honestly didn't even have the money for it but it worked out for me and that's how my life has always been 
no matter where I've been. And I've invested in mentors and coaches and freaking courses and all of these things. Most of the time, I never even had the money for it, but I went for it because I felt it. And it all has taught me so many things, so much wisdom, so much knowledge that now I get to share with the world. Like what's better than that? And not only that, it brought me so much inner freedom. It's brought me so much inner freedom. It's brought me so much happiness in my life because we can't do this shit alone. We just can't. And we have to get over ourselves and we have to stop this fucking independent mentality of like, I need to just be independent. Like Mm -hmm. you can't do this type of work on your own. If you're wanting to level the fuck up, if you're wanting to be a better version of yourself, if you're wanting to activate your human potential, you got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to put yourself in rooms and spaces where you can be shown and guided on how to do that by others that have done it. There's no, there's just no way around it. You can read all the books. You can do all the podcasts. You can <laughs> journal all you want and all that stuff is cool. And it's going to support you in some ways. But if you really want to take your life to the next level and you want to take action and you want to do things that are going to build a life of your wildest dreams, you got to do shit that not a lot of people are willing to do. You got to have the courage to do what not a lot of people are willing to do. And for that, I'm so grateful that you were willing to push past that and to see that and to see that, hey, even though right now this is so fucking scary, I'm not going to live in scarcity. I'm going to live in fucking abundance and I'm going to choose to do this anyways, you know? Yeah. I think too, just to mention for anyone who wants to work with you, but is scared, like, I mean, you do have, I mean, you're a very beautiful person. You have very amazing movement in your body with your content and stuff. And I think it was very scary for like, I didn't want to move like that. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. want you to watch me move like that. And I will say like, everyone's experience is so different. Like I didn't even have to move like that. You know what I mean? Like my, everything is, everyone is different. Like I expressed held in emotion differently like and it just it still worked in its own way like the body isn't gonna you're not gonna just start shaking the first session you know what I mean it's like your body's gonna do what it feels safe doing but like again like I felt comfortable like I you have such a non-judgmental energy and like I built that safety and I mean we had so many breakthroughs like it was just it's it's crazy. Like I'm, I'm so glad I didn't let the fear hold me back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel you with that. Like a lot of people might be looking and be like, Oh shit, I don't know if I want to work with her. Cause I don't know if I want to move my body that way. And it's like, I love what you're saying. Cause that is a good point to touch on is like, everybody is different. Everybody's body is different. And I move my body this way because that's what brings me the most power. That's what brings me mm-hmm. the most fulfillment is to move my body in this way. But my coaching is not like that. Like most of my clients don't even move their bodies that way till later when they're exploring more of their body. Because a lot of the work that we first start to do is creating that safety, creating yeah. that sensitivity, making sure that you're sensitive to your inner world, right? For me, my medicine is the movement and it creates more sensitivity and more safety. But like for you, it, that we we were breathing. You were moving through energy, just laying on the floor, You know, Mm -hmm. like there was, there was times where you were like on your all fours, but just expressing in a different way or, Mm -hmm. you know, screaming or punching or whatever is necessary in that moment. That's the beauty of this is we got to understand that this is just about letting the body lead 
and your body is so different from my body and that body is so different from this body and our form of expression is so unique to us and the way we express emotions and the way we release emotions and liberate emotions so unique to us and that's why it's important to do this type of work where it's like my way is not going to work for you and I'm not here to tell you hey this is this is exactly how you need to do this no I'm here to guide you into what feels best for you what feels best for your body and then mm-hmm. we take action from that place. Then we do the healing from that place, you know? You're also like years into it. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't even think anything would really happen in four months. Like, I just, I really can't believe like how much happened in four months. And I see why you need like four month increments, you know? It's crazy to think about everything. Like how, and it wasn't, I don't know if we're going to start getting into like the content of our sessions, but I always like thought I was going to like build off the first thing we did. And it wasn't, it was like, okay, what does your body want to tell you today? You know? And it, it was such a way to learn how to listen to your body. And we just don't do that anymore. No. What were like the biggest things that you healed within yourself through this? Definitely. Again, like just how I react, how I, I don't let things like bother me as much. There was a lot of trauma that I let go of with you. And I've tried so many different modalities in doing it and it didn't work. It left me shaking and crying and scared. And I remember when I first worked with you, I was like really scared to revisit that um, memory. And I had no idea what we were going to do, you know, and I tried to do something the night before and it was not good. It just made me feel like I was in therapy again, like reliving said trauma and what you gave to me just on the first session was like the biggest gift I could have ever had. Mm. It makes me emotional. My heart. And I never thought, like, I didn't even think our first session would give me, like, so much relief. Like, I never thought I could look at what happened to me with, like, oh, it happened. It's not even my narrative anymore. It just happened and I let it go. Mm. It was so crazy. Yes. Yes. So powerful that you say that. Mm, because the embodiment aspect of it is, it, it can be that. It can it can happen. I mean, not everybody will happen. It won't happen for them that fast, but it can be that fast where you have one session and you're like, holy shit, like this is a part of myself that I've been living with for so long. And now I get to change the story, right? Not by like journaling and reframing and all these limiting beliefs, like that stuff is cool, but that trauma lived in your body. That tension was in your body and by you expressing it and moving it and working through it. And just one session, you came on top, which is so freaking powerful. That's how powerful you are. That is how powerful we are as human beings. Yeah. Yeah, I've been really called to like any kind of thing I've been doing now, like whether it's working out or what I'm eating. And I'm just like, what would, what would like wild humans be doing? You know what I mean? Like, I'm so called to like, what our ancestors were doing. And do you think they were just like sitting down and talking about their feelings? Or you think they were playing drums and moving it? And like, it's, it's very ancestral, like what you're doing. And you know, like there has to be some like native American magic in that, like, you know, they were moving and, you know, and I, I just, it's like, we're not just sitting there and talking about it. You have to move through it. 
Yes. Oh, girl. I literally have chills all over my body, as you said. <laughs> literally, there's chills everywhere. Because <laughs> it's so true. What What is sitting here and just talking about it going to do? You can do that with your friends. You can do that with your family, yeah. you know, like, but you what, just relive what, it. What is the true expression? That's why the, that's why the, the expression piece of embodiment is so uncomfortable for people because it's so foreign because yeah. we live in a society that teaches us we just got to talk about it or we just got to suppress it one or the other, but no one's mm-hmm. teaching us how to move. No one's teaching us to use our breath. No one's teaching us to use our voice and our expression in that kind of way. You know, it's all just, let's just talk about it. <laughs> let's just sit here and talk. No, we can't do that. That's not how the body heals. That's not how the body heals. <laughs> so uh, last, I think this is the last question that I have for you is <laughs> what do you feel Like, let's say there's a a woman that is really wanting to do the deeper work, but she's been really scared to push past her comfort zone and to commit to herself in this way. What advice do you have for a woman like that now that you're on the other side and you've transformed so much? I mean, if if you're at all called to Joa and you see her work and you're just like, how do I get there? How do I do what she's doing? And you really just have to take a leap of faith and do however it works for you, whatever you can work with her doing. Like, I I know, like right now I'm doing like an introspective, like integration period, but like, I know I'm going to work with you again. Like, I know I'm going to be called to it again. You know, um, there is a level, like this type of work you need to be coached. Like you, I've, it's, there's so much to say. Like, I, I have very, I'm, I like to meditate. I have vivid med- meditations, but I, they've always been like happy or if anything ever scared me in my meditations, I like what I got out of it, you know? And like, I just remember our first session, like walking through my womb space and my subconscious. And I was just, I was scared. And you're like, and you definitely, you were like, Hey, don't, you know, we don't, we don't have to do it. And I was like, no, I got you. I'm going to do it. Like I knew, cause I had you and I had the coaching, like relationship I was like no I have someone guiding me through it I can walk through it and it was really really scary and at first but then it like evolved into this beautiful uh, release and honestly like I always describe our sessions as like if you were going to do like a deep shroom trauma release session because it was so it that's what it was I was releasing so much from my body just but I I felt safe with you and I feel like you have I never, I was that person, like, I don't need help. I can do this. Like, I can just kind of do what she's doing, but I never would have understood it. Yeah. I have, and I'm probably the biggest person with a lot of pride. Like, I was like, I don't need it. You know what I mean? But I, like, it was, you messaged me one, two, three, four. I was like, all right, we're doing this. I love that. I love the divine alignment in it. And that's why it's so important. Like I I always recommend to like, if somebody's on the verge of working with myself or with another coach or a course, pay attention to the signs, pay attention to that voice within you. Mm -hmm. And then pay attention to the guidance that is all around you by God, by the universe, by your angels and ask, is this something that's for me? Ask your body, ask God, is this something that's for me? Even if it doesn't make logical sense, even if I don't have the money in this very moment to make it happen, is this something that is for me? And if it's a, if it's a fuck, yes, if your body's like, fuck, yes, this is for me, go for it put yourself out there, do it. Cause on the other side is the transformation, the happiness, the joy, the bliss, the love, the life that you've mm-hmm. been wanting. Right. 
like yourself, yeah. leaving an unfulfilled job to now being a job that feels fulfilled, creating a much deeper and vulnerable connection with your partner, leaving mm. a city that wasn't fulfilling for you. And now living in a, in a, in the mountains where your soul feels on fire, where you feel yeah. in alignment, right? Like look at all the things that you've been able to do in just a short couple of weeks of doing this deeper work because you decided to listen to yourself and to the guidance that was all around you. That's the thing. This isn't even about me. This isn't no. even about me. Like this isn't even about me coaching you. This is about a co-creative experience of God, the universe working through me to support you and elevating you. And that's mm -hmm. what we're here for, to elevate each other, to lock arms, to elevate each other into a much better, higher vibrational paradigm because we've only been taught this low vibrational paradigm that keeps us powerless. Yeah. And we have to take a stand for ourselves and each other to step into paradigms that are full of power instead, you know? You're preaching. Yeah, I am. That was just flowing. <laughs> <laughs> and our egos are never going to want us to change. Like there's never going to be a logical reason to work with you. Like yeah. this, this was the best money I've ever invested in myself. And I have so much schooling. I have a master's. I'm still, I'm going on getting my health coach now because it's something I actually like. <laughs> and like, I've put in so much money and I'm like, why don't I put it into my mental health? Like, why haven't I invested that? You know, I yeah. just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. We invest so much of our money to go to like school, like thousands and thousands and student loans of thousands of thousands. And it's like, we don't realize that if we're not taking care of what's actually important, which is our internal self, all this external stuff that we're doing, that we're spending money on to become better and more educated, mm -hmm. is there's not going to be any energy behind it. There's not going to be any purpose or passion behind what you're doing. Right. And that's like societal norm is like anyone that I talk to that is unaware and unconscious and playing in those lower vibrational paradigms, which much love to them. That there's not broken. There's nothing wrong with them. They just don't know. But anyone that I talk to, the first thing they say is, yeah, I feel like I need to go back to school because I need to do something with my life. No, stop going back to school. If school would have worked the first time, you would be, you would still be there and I would have worked for you. Do something differently this time. Go within first, find your gifts, find your purpose, find your true passion, not the mm -hmm. external reality passion that people tell you you need to do to be successful. Find your true gifts from within and then take action from that place. If you're finding your gifts from within and that, those gifts tell you you're meant to be a doctor, go invest in school and go be a doctor. Right. right. But if you're doing, you're just being a doctor because your family told you you need to be a doctor. Like my family told me I needed to be a doctor. And then you're spending all this money on student loans to only find yourself unfulfilled and living for the weekends because you hate what you do. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's, there's, you got to change something, you know? So I'm really happy that we got to do this podcast and to show people that there is a different way, that there is a different reality that gets to be created when you go deep into your body and you activate your intuition and you activate your gifts and what you're here to do. So thank you. You're welcome. I have, I will just mention that I have so much more fulfillment in my, I mean, quote unquote, mundane job. I have, I see so much like beauty in it just because I've done so much inner work with you. Does that, you know, does that resonate? Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm able to be happy in the, the 3d because we worked so much on the 5d. And like, I feel <laughs> like I feel so much more aligned with my soul's purpose and like that I'm carrying it out. 
however it goes now. Like I, I made that new timeline that I don't have to do more work on the other side. Like I'm doing it here. Yes. Oof. Powerful, powerful. All right. So I want to go ahead and close this. We can obviously talk for like hours and hours. There's so much more yeah. that like we can talk about, but um, I want to talk about, or I wanted to ask you the last question, something that I ask all of the participants, all the speakers on here, since the podcast is named, I'm moving through it. I wanted to ask you, what is something that you're currently moving through right now in your life? Um, I'm still moving through a lot of people pleasing tendencies that have it, it you know, I've, I started at such a young age to not create chaos in a family dynamic. And I'm realizing a lot of my friendships were built out of people pleasing and I'm setting a lot of boundaries now and I'm going, it's like that tarot card, the hermit, like I'm going so into myself. And even if it means I'm alone, like I am working through shedding that fucking people. Like I, I don't, I don't want that. And I want to make it stronger. I'm not, I don't want to be friends with someone just to make them happy. You know, like it, I'm putting myself first and I'm still moving through that. Mm, thank you for sharing that. That's very, very powerful. And that goes to show that like this type of work, it is a journey. It is not a destination. You don't just become going. an you don't just become an enlightened being, right? You just activate more joy, more skills to learn how to manage things through life when they arise. Because that's the thing about life. It will show you what you are ready for when you are ready. But if you're tapped in to your intuition, if you're tapped into your body, you will understand what to do. And it's beautiful because you right now, you're so tapped into yourself that you're like, wow, people pleasing is showing up for me right now. Let's work on this. I got the skills. I got the courage. It might suck for a little bit, but I know what's on the other side. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to keep leveling up and elevating. Right. It's a, it's a trust and it's not like detrimental. Like it's, it's like, no, I have to do this for myself. Like I have the courage to do it without, I mean, I would love to still have you, but I'm saying like, I have it (laughs) in myself and without you now, like I, like you were able to let the baby bird go, you know? (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. And thank you so much for people listening. If this podcast resonated with you and you're wanting to dive deeper into these types of conversations, just go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram at embody with Joa and definitely stay tuned for more programs and things that I'm working on in the back end to support you in your embodiment journey if this is something that really resonated with you and it's something that you want to tap into I'll have more information for that but besides that you can take a look at all the links below to look at some workshops that I've worked on look at my Instagram page and yeah that's about it I'm really really happy that we got to do this today thank you you're welcome thank you